Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Thankful Jesus. Amen. If you have your Bible, you can turn with me this morning to the book of Luke. Book of Luke, chapter fifteen, and we're, we're we're glad for all of all of our visitors this morning. We're thankful that you've made the choice to be with us today on this beautiful July Fourth weekend. You could be anywhere doing a lot of things this morning, and and uh, we're thankful that you've chosen to be with us here at the Anchor Church of Cambridge. Amen. Uh, real quick. Uh, Today's a special day. Um, today's Brother Smith's birthday. And anybody that knows Brother Sister Smith, uh, I mean, to, to know them is to love them. I mean, they are servants of the kingdom. Um, they, they'll do whatever you ask and they do a lot that you don't ask. Somebody say, man, they go above and beyond and serve the Lord with excellence. Um, man, I love you. Amen. Not just as a brother, as a friend, uh, as a confidant, um, uh, you're a shield to us. It was prophesied to you. Um some years back and uh, you have been that man I'm so thankful for you I uh, I can't tell you enough how much I love and appreciate you and uh, thankful that the Lord has given you 50 years 71 years he said plus 21 amen oh we're thankful for brother Smith this morning we love you Amen. To the word of the Lord, Luke 15, and I'm going to read from verse, I'm going to start reading at verse 11. Now I realize you've been standing a little while. Uh, Luke 15, 11, he starts out the beginning of this chapter talking about lost things. Man, he talks about the lost sheep. The man would leave his ninety and nine and go looking for that one. How many know that one's important to the Lord? It's important to the shepherd. And he talks about the lost coin, how that a woman has ten coins and she loses one. She's going to tear that house apart looking for that one coin. Somebody say amen. How many's ever been there? <laughs> Lose your check from work. Has anybody ever lost their check? I, I, I don't feel so alone now. Some people would never lose their paycheck. Um, but some, some of us are. <laughs> you know. My mom and dad used to tell me, you'd fit, forget your head if it wasn't attached. How many ever heard that? That's why the Lord let me find a wife. Amen. 
She keeps my head attached, Brother Mike. And all the men said, Amen. Amen. And then he goes into the lost son. Amen. Verse 11, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there, somebody say, and there, wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, somebody say he spent all, nothing left. There arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself. Somebody say he came to himself. There was a realization. There was a revelation. He came to himself. He said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no worthy to be no, worth, no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. Because that's what he does. That's who he is. And he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to his father the words that he had prepared and rehearsed. Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead. And is alive again. He was lost. And is found. And they began to be merry. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject. You're home now. You're home now. Why don't you lay your Bibles down Lift your hands to the Lord this morning and just ask him to speak to us today. Come on, lift your voice. Everybody around the building, God, I need you this morning, Lord. God, I pray that you would utter your voice in this house. 
I pray that you would do all that you have purposed, God, through the preaching of the word, through the operation, Lord, of the Holy Ghost in this place. I pray that you would heal, Lord, that you would restore, God, that you would, uh, that, that you would rise up, Lord, God, that you, would, uh, that you would tear down every stronghold, God, every chain that binds, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, I pray that you would do all that you have purposed in us and for us and through us, and we'll give you all the praise in Jesus precious name. Clap your hands one more time. Praise the Lord. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Elbow your neighbor and tell him you're home now. Amen. You're home now. This is one of my favorite uh, stories. Those of you who've, who uh, frequent this church or members of this church know that I love this story. This is one of my favorites. And, and uh, I was telling our leadership team this morning, um, it doesn't matter uh, how many times that you preach uh, from the same passage of Scripture. Uh, the group of people that you're preaching to is always different. The needs are different. And so God will take that and he will, he will, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, he will make that fit the group of people um, that are sitting in the congregation that day. No two messages are ever alike for me. Now, there are people that read their messages and they preach them exactly the same. And I'm not against that. If that's uh, the way that God has taught them and showed them, that's, that's their way. But I believe that the, the, the Lord has a word for us this morning. Somebody say amen. Amen. This, this uh, story, uh, like I said in opening, um, takes place, um, Jesus talking about lost things. And, and he's, he's ministering to publicans and sinners. Uh, Jesus was one who, who pulled close to him those that were uh, uh, neglected or those that have had chosen a different way or had lived their lives um, uh, that in a way that maybe was not pleasing in God's eyes. And uh, he, he, was, he got criticized for spending his time with people uh, that didn't serve God or follow God's laws. Amen. He, he, would, he would often go to those people's houses and have dinner with them and talk to them and and, and, and in an attempt to pull them close. Amen. Because uh, how many know that uh, the well have no need of a physician but the sick? Or the whole have no need of a physician but the sick? And how many know that he did not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance? Amen. And Jesus, uh, his whole purpose, he said, was to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. And as the Pharisees and the Sadducees murmured against him that day, he began to tell these stories of lost things. Amen. And how that, how that a shepherd would leave the, the 99 and he would go after that one that went astray. Amen. That one that had lost its way and wandered off into possibly danger. Amen. That he would leave, uh, the Bible says that he would leave them in the wilderness. Come on. And he would go 
after the one that is lost. Amen. He would he would go out. He would leave the the, the flock. Amen. As they're together uh, and able to maybe ward off the enemy with numbers. Amen. And he would go after that one that had strayed away, that had lost its way, that had gotten lured away. Amen. Uh, by some enemy or by some uh, some bait that has drawn him away. Amen. How many know that sometimes people just wander off? Come on. Sometimes. How, how many have ever had a dog wander off? Amen. It gets interested in something else. And before they know it, they're in a place that they never uh, purposed to be. And you got to go looking for your dog. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. There are people like that. Amen. We get focused on things that, uh, that get our attention. And we begin to follow after what has our attention. And before you know it, you turn around and you're in a place you didn't want to be or didn't think you would end up. And you're in circumstances you didn't think that, that you were. How many know that in order to get back to where you came from, you need somebody to come looking for you? Amen. I'm thankful for the Lord that left the 90 and 9 and came looking for me. Somebody say amen. Man, the, our prisons are filled with young men and young women that have wandered off. Amen. And they need somebody. They need, a, they need a, an anointed voice, a preacher to step into their world and say, God has not forgotten about you. In fact, he sent me after you. Somebody say amen. That's the God that we serve. Amen. I'm thankful for a God that don't give up on people, that never gives up on lost things, but he'll do what's necessary to get that thing back. I'm going to tell you, there are lost sons and daughters of the kingdom of God that God is going to send us after, and we're going to come back with them rejoicing in the Lord. Somebody say amen. And the lost coin, how that uh, he... The coin didn't get lost outside the house. It got lost in the house. Amen. In order to find the coin, some, how many knows that your house can be filled with stuff in so much that you lose what's valuable? That'll preach. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time there, but uh, there's times where we can lose stuff in the house. It's in the house. It hasn't left the house, but there's so much stuff in the house that it's overwhelmed the things of value. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you need to clean the house out, get all that stuff that's not of value, amen, so that you can find what's of value again, amen. When you talk about the purpose of fasting and prayer and sanctifying yourself unto God, that's the reason, amen, because sometimes we lose focus on what's most important and sometimes there's things that get lost in the house that need to be found amen how many know that we need to clean the house out we need to tidy it up we need to move things around a bit so we can find again the things of value clap your hands to the lord he's worthy amen and then we got the the story of the lost son and they call this guy the prodigal somebody say prodigal the prodigal son does that word mean? Has anybody ever looked that up? Amen. I knew Matt. I know Matt know because he's a he likes to look things up. Amen. If you've been here on Thursday night and hear him teach, you know that's true. Amen. It means it's characterized by a profuse or wasteful expenditure. One who spends lavishly and foolishly. Okay. It's, it's one that is wasteful. Somebody say wasteful. Amen. Somebody that, that, 
that wastes what they have. And typically, if you're somebody who wastes things, you don't realize what you have. Amen. Uh, if we're somebody that, that wastes things, the Bible in the book of Proverbs calls it a foolish person. Amen. Uh, a wise person, how many know, saves, plans. Amen. A wise person is disciplined. Come on, somebody. Amen. I know this is not what you want to hear this morning on 4th of July weekend, but we need to be a little more wise with the handling of our substance. Come on. And a little less wasteful. Somebody say amen. When, when, when you're wasteful, you, you, have no, uh, you have no record of what you're spending. Amen. You have no record of not only what you're spending, but what you have left. Amen. Uh, wasteful people very seldom take inventory. Amen. How many know sometimes you need to take an inventory? You need to, you need to go through the records and see uh, what, what you're spending your money on. Come on, you need to go through your records, your bank statement, and look where your money's going. Amen. Uh, that, it's a possibility that, that, that there's, a, there's, a, there's a drain on your bank account. Come on. It's a possibility that your money's going somewhere that you didn't tell it to go. People that are wasteful have no record. They, they, they have no, uh, they're not watchful or vigilant over what they have or their substance. Amen. How many know that we need to take record of our time? Amen. How many know that when you say, when you're doing something, you say we're what? Spending time. We only, things that, uh, we need to understand that the, the, the things that we have that are of substance. Amen. We only have a certain amount of those things. Amen. Uh, it's not limitless. Come on. We don't have limitless money. We don't have limitless time. We don't have limitless energy. Come on. We need to think about where we're spending. If we don't ever plan our lives or our days or what we're going to do with our money, it will be stolen from us and we will spend it in a wasteful way. How many know we need to have a plan and a purpose for how we live our lives, what we do, how we go about our business in a daily walk with God? Somebody say amen. How many's ever had a day off? Amen. And not planned what you're going to do on that day off. You sleep in? Feels good to sleep in sometimes. I thought I'd get at least one amen there. Everybody gets up early in the morning. It feels good to sleep in. Amen. Uh, if you haven't planned what you're going to do that day, you'll get to the end of that day. And you'll look back and you'll say, wow, I wasted this whole day. <laughs> you may know what I'm talking about. And once again, that's why he gave us wives. It got hot in here all of a sudden. Whew. Did my face turn red? My wife smiled real big in the back. Amen. Now, she's, she's very kind and, and very understanding. But when it comes to wasting time, when you don't have a lot of it, amen, when you get it, you're like, okay, what are we going to do today? Somebody say amen. Thank God for her. She will she'll have a list for me. 
I'm like, I got to do all of this? No. No, that, that's weeks build up, right? It'll probably take me a lifetime to get it done, but just, just start on it, right? Amen. Make a plan. Have a purpose. Amen. If we're not watchful, we'll waste everything that we have. Come on. We'll waste every moment. Amen. Have you ever thought how, how, how ridiculous it is to spend two hours a day on Facebook? Have you ever thought about that? Amen. That you're, you're, you're scrolling Facebook for two hours a day and you're looking at other people living their lives. Or kind of faking their lives. Because everything you see on Facebook and Instagram is not, it's not real. Amen. It's not really reality. Amen. They don't typically post all the, the, the struggles and the bad things that they're going through. They only post the good things to make their life look like a fairy tale. And it makes us feel good to scroll through and see all the funny uh, comments and, and to, 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 to entertain ourselves outside of our own lives. But I come to remind somebody this morning that we have our own lives to live and that God's got a purpose for us on this earth. And I want to tell you, it's not scrolling Facebook. Amen. It's being purposeful about the time that he has given us. Somebody say amen. You can be wasteful in a lot of different things. If we're not wise, if we're not disciplined, if we're not careful, we will lose all those things of substance that God has put into our lives. You know the reason that we're here this morning? The fact that you got breath in your lungs, the fact that you have a healthy mind and you're able to sit in church and mentally focus on what the preacher's saying and you can feel the presence of the Lord settling upon you, that is a blessing from God. Amen. It is a blessing from the Lord that we even have life. All things were made by him and for him. And the Bible says without him was not anything made that was made. The fact that you have a life this morning and you can living and breathing and walking and talking, you, you, you were given that by God. Amen. And with that comes responsibility to find out why he gave you what he gave you. It wasn't just for you to take it and spend it however you want to spend it and do with it however you want to do it. Come on. It was given to you so you could find his purpose and his will and his plan for eternity. Amen. Amen. The, the son says, goes to his father and he says, give me what's mine. Give it to me. I'm, I'm going on my own. Right? I, I'm, go, I'm getting out of here by my, I'm going on my own. I got my own plans. I got my own dreams. I got my own ambitions. I can take care of myself. Whew, got quiet. Amen. Anytime. Matthew Henry commentary says, it's bad and the beginning of worse. When man looks upon God's gifts as debts that are due to him. Amen. Like this is my life. I'll do with it what I please. That's dangerous. Come on. This is, this is my life. This is my family. I'll do with it what I please. 
Amen. And, and many times, uh, the, the reason for that is for the son, he wanted to get out from underneath the discipline, the structure, the authority of the father. He wanted to step out from underneath because anytime you want to step out from underneath the authority in your life or you don't want them involved in what you're doing, that should be a red flag to you that what you're doing is not what you should be doing. Come on, anytime you need to separate yourself from your dad and mom or from the church or from your preacher in order to make your dreams come true, that dream didn't come from God. That came exactly from, that came from you and that dream is going to waste you. It's going to destroy you. It's going to take everything of value from you. You better beware this morning. God sent me with a word. If it's taking you out from underneath the protection of God in your life, it's going to destroy you. Don't, don't give in to the bait. Young people, come on. I'm preaching to my own children. The young people in this place, don't give in to it. Anytime the enemy tries to lure you out of the church uh, and get you out from underneath the authority and the discipline and, and the structure in your life, uh, he's fixing to take you out and take everything that you have of value. He is relentless in his attack. Amen. That son, he didn't see it coming. How many know that the father didn't even argue with him? Because you can't chase a rebellious son. Amen. Anytime you wonder why the, the, the lost sheep, the, the shepherd went after the lost sheep because he just wandered off. Amen. He didn't have evil intentions or, or, or he wasn't rebellious to the authority of God. But how many know that the son that left, he wanted to do what he wanted to do? How many's ever been there? Hey man, you've been there. Out from underneath dad. I gotta, I gotta get out from underneath mom and dad's instruction. I gotta get out from underneath their chastisement and their discipline. Come on. I, I don't want to go to church anymore. I don't want to do what they want me to do. Come on. You get something in your spirit that wants to get out and spend what you have on what you want to spend it on. And I want to instruct you this morning that is the wrong path and that wrong path will get you in a wrong place. It'll take everything that you have. It will break you. It will hurt you physically. It'll hurt you mentally. It'll hurt you spiritually. It'll hurt your family. Come on. It'll hurt your body. Come on, somebody. It'll take everything of value. Amen. All to get out from underneath the instruction of the Father. The Father let him go. Uh, our flesh, we don't like discipline. How I many know we have to force ourselves somebody say amen there are times that Paul said I bring my body under subjection amen I bring myself under subjection to the law of God is it always easy doing what God wants you to do absolutely not but it's always rewarding come on it's always rewarding. And I believe when I get to heaven, 
The Lord's going to look back through my life and he's going to show me. See, when you didn't do this, this is what I saved you from. And when you didn't do that, this is what I saved you from. Look at all the things that could have happened that didn't happen. Are you thankful for the instruction of God? We need to fall in love with the discipline of God's word and the instruction of his spirit. It's always for our good. It's always for our good. Somebody say amen. He wanted to get out from underneath the, follow shadow, the father's shadow, the instruction, the care. The things that he desired, he knew he couldn't do while he was in the father's house. <laughs> he knew that in order to do what he wanted to do, he had to go far away. Amen. So he made a plan. Give me what's mine. I'm going to go far away. I'm going to take it and I'm going to fend for myself. The father divided to him what was his. He left the father's house. The Bible says after just a short time, he gathered all of his stuff together and he left. Amen. Uh, with dreams, ambitions. He, he, uh, he, he had desires in his heart he wanted to fulfill. He, he wanted to do it his own way. Amen. And he went to a far country. Amen. Far away from the way he was raised. You know, the way he was brought up. Far away from. And the Bible says that there. Let me say there. He wasted his substance. preaching hard you know how I can tell I gotta wipe off the mic yeah pretty disgusting there somebody say there he wasted his substance on riotous living what's it what's it mean to waste something You can, uh, you can, you can lose it, but it's 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 more than losing it. Nothing to show for it, right? There, there's you're using it on something that it wasn't intended to be used on, and so it doesn't produce anything of value. Somebody say, "Man, has anybody ever bought something and you look back and you're like?" What a waste. What a waste. I know some of you men, you're up late at night watching the infomercials. And you bought a Bowflex. Because you wanted to look like that guy that was working out on it. But now it's just a clothes hanger. And every time you walk by it, you're like, oh, flex. What a waste. I should have just done some push-ups. Right? Come on. Amen. Because, because that, that's the plan. That, that's how deceit works. That's, that's what being deceived is. 
Amen. You're, 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 you're deceived into spending what you have on something that will not bring any value to your life. Come on, you're, you're, you waste it. He wasted his living, everything that he had, his living. His living is, is everything that pertains to him. It's, it's, it's more than just money. He's wasting his youth. Come on. He's wasting his health. He's wasting his sound mind. Come on. He's wasting his strength. He's wasting his effort and his energy. Come on. He's wasting his money, his inheritance, what he was purposed to have. Amen. What he was purposed to be. He's wasting it on something that cannot bring back what he thinks it's going to bring back. Can I preach to somebody this morning? You might be in that state right now and you might not know how to get out of it but I'm just going to jump the gun and tell you you need to come to yourself and realize where you're at is not where you were purposed to be and God's got a plan mm. man I feel the anointing upon me today and anytime I feel it like I feel it I know God's got purpose there's somebody in this building God wants your heart God's got a purpose for your life he didn't breathe into you the breath of life for you to waste it on what this world has to offer but he's got a he's got a ministry for you there's an anointing for your life hallelujah amen he wasted it he poured it out on things that didn't matter amen in the far country Amen. If you live your life in the church, you won't be able to do that. Come on. You won't be able to live under the instruction of the Lord and do what he done. In order to, to, to be wasted like that, he had to be separated. Can I tell you this morning, stay in the church. Stay connected to the church. Stay connected to people that are trying to live right, do right, and be right. Come on, there's protection in the church. I don't know about anybody else. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to live under the protection and the pavilion of God. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous run into and are saved. Amen. I'm going to stay in the church. Elbow your neighbor say, I'm staying in the church. I'm staying under the discipline of God. I'm staying under the authority of God's word. I'm staying where he has purpose. In the far country, he lost it all. Somebody say he lost it all. He joined himself to a citizen of the country. Amen. Because when you live in the world, you got to join yourself to people of the world that know how the world works. Amen. He joined himself to a citizen of that country because he was a he was a foreigner. And one of the reasons why he lost it so quickly is because he didn't understand its ways. When you live under the protective if you've been raised in the church and, and any of you that were raised from young kids in the church understand this. That when you go into the world, you're naive about how the world works. And you're taken advantage of. Come on, somebody. Because you're naive of how the world works and how people really are. Come on, somebody. Amen. When I, when I, when I ventured out of the church... 
And I stepped out to do it my own way. I, I, I learned a lot of things that I didn't know before. Come on, I, I learned what not to do. Come on, somebody, amen. I, I learned what it would do to my life individually. Amen. If you're in the church and being raised in the church, you need to thank God for that. Amen. If you step outside of that, amen, that bubble of protection, you are vulnerable, amen, to the way of the world. You weren't raised to live like the world. You weren't raised to act like the world. You were raised to be part of God's kingdom, doing God's work, God's way. Amen. And you step out. It's like, it's like wolves after sheep. If you don't believe me, talk to my brother Matt. Anybody that's been raised in the church that stepped out for a little period of time, amen, can't get back quick enough. Somebody say amen. He found himself in a place where he was feeding swine. Now, to, to most of us, that don't really mean a whole lot. Uh, pigs. How many like bacon? Come on, somebody. Bacon and eggs and sausage and ham. Glory. Pig's feet. Anybody like pig's feet? Oh, we're going to pray for y'all. We really are. We really are. <laughs> I think I just threw up in my mouth. Just the thought of it. <laughs> to us, it really don't mean anything, you know, feeding swine, but to a Jew, swine were considered unclean. Amen. A Jew would have been raised never eating pig. Amen. It was in the law. They couldn't partake of it. Amen. It's one of the unclean animals that, that was written in the law of Moses. Amen. They couldn't, they would never have been eating pig or being around pigs because the only reason to be feeding pigs is if you're eating pigs. Come on. There's a concept and a principle. Hey man, you're going to uh, you are going to be eating what you're feeding. Does that make sense to anybody? He would have he's he went in to feed the pigs and He's totally breaking God's law now. He's eating things that were not purposed for him, partaking of. Uh, he's going in to feed them. And when he goes in to feed them, he's so hungry. He's so empty that he begins to eat or was going to eat. He didn't eat it. He was going to eat what he was feeding the pigs. Think about that. How low, how low does a guy got to be to be eating pig slop? Think about it. You ever seen a pig pen? You ever smelled a pig pen? Mm. Yeah. He's, gets, he's feeding the pigs and he's, he's basically saying, I'm, I'm about to be what I'm feeding. I'm about to be a pig. He's, his life's gotten so bad. He has so little left that he, he's at the bottom. Somebody say he's at the bottom. Can't be any lower. Amen. 
When you're at the bottom, you can't go lower. Amen. My dad said he had to look up the sea bottom. I don't know if that's possible. Amen. How many know that when you get to the place where you're, uh, you have no conviction about your life, you have no conviction about what you'll do, you have no conviction about what you'll put in your body. You have no conviction about what you'll watch. You have no conviction about what you're feeding yourself and what you're entertaining yourself. When, when you get to that place, amen, you are, you, you are in danger of becoming just like them and being lost with them. Up until that point, he's still the father's son. Come on. Up until that point, he, there's still some conviction in him. When he got to that point, he's like, hold on a minute. I'm better than this. Come on. Hold on a minute. Have you ever got to the place in your life where you realize, hold on a minute, the things that are happening around, that's not what the, God has purposed for me. This is not the will of God for my life. I'm better than this. God purposed more than this for my life. I'm not supposed to be going down the tubes with the world, but the anointing of the Lord is upon me. I'm the Father's Son. I will arise. Amen. Amen. He came to himself, the Bible says. He, 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 the delusion went away. Amen. Because of the circumstances that he was going through, he was able to see the error of his ways. Sometimes we got to learn the hard way. Sometimes we got to experience it. But if you're in that place and you know that you're not where you should be and you're living a life that God has not purposed for you to live, today is the day that you come to yourself and you realize I'm getting up and I'm going back. I'm getting up and I'm getting out of here. I'm getting up before it kills me. Amen. I believe that all over this, this city in Guernsey County, there's going to be an uprising of people that are coming to themselves and realizing that this is not the life that God has called them to live. There's deliverance for their future. There's forgiveness for their future. They just got to come back home. Somebody say, just got to come back home. There might be somebody watching on the internet. I don't know. You might be standing in your kitchen with tears running down your face right now. Listening to the preaching of the word. I'm preaching to you this morning. You need to get up and come home. Because God hasn't changed his mind about you. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. He got up. He got himself out of the pig pen. Amen. How many know that God's not going to come out there? Get you by the nap of the neck. Hold you up. Smack you around a little bit. There's some things we got to get ourselves out of. Is this okay? There's some things we have to make the decision about. This is not the will of God for my life. I'm out. Come on. I'm out. Somebody say, I'm out. This is not what God has purposed. I'm out. Amen. 
If it didn't come from the voice of God, I'm not listening to it and I'm out of here. Amen. I'm going back to instruction. Come on. I'm going back to protection. I'm going back to authority. He knew what he was stepping back under when he made the decision to go back. Come on. I'm going back to a place that the Lord's going to protect me. Amen. I'm going back to a place that's, that's filled with instruction, that's filled with discipline, that's filled with protection. But I'm going back because I realize I'm way better off there than I ever have been out here. Sometimes learning. Amen. He gets up and he rehearses it. Looking in the mirror. I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to tell dad. I know that I'm not worthy because I've sinned before God and before you. I'm not worthy to be your son. I just, just make me as one of the servants. Amen. Just make me as one of the servants. He rehearses it in the mirror. He's like, all right, I'm going home. Somebody say, I'm going home. He's coming down the road. Bible says that when he was yet a great way off, (laughs) (laughs) you see, he didn't wait till he got there. He was pulling on you before you even got here this morning. Come on, somebody. In fact, I was in the prayer room praying for you because the Lord put you on my heart. Come on, somebody. You stumble into the church because you think you made that decision on your own. No, no, no. God, God, is, God is pulling on you. Amen. He started way before you got here. And before the son got home, he was watching for him. How many know he was, he was watching for him? He was yet a great way off, and he saw him afar off, and he ran to him. Wow. What love. Ran to him. Fell on his neck. Come here, Luke. You look too good to be the prodigal. I don't know what to do to make you look bad. If I tear that shirt, mom's going to be. Pop the buttons off of it. Amen. In the foyer and walk to me. Hold on a minute, you look too proud. Hold on, hold on, you're walking like you're blessed. Because when when you're at the bottom, you wear it. You wear it. Everybody around you can see it. You might not see it because you're living in it. But you're wearing it. Somebody say amen. Come on. Oh, you got to do better than that. Come on, bend over, stoop. All right, now, hold on a minute. Now, now when you see me, fall to your knees. saw the father that he he assumed a position because he he knew 
And I'm coming back, and I'm hoping that I'm going to be accepted. Because when you do good and you, when you do wrong and you know you've done wrong, you just hope that there's some possibility that you might be able to be forgiven. Right? You might be able to, 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 to be put back together. Amen. Just, I, I don't expect to have everything that I lost, but just, just restore my dignity, right? Come on. Re- restore some part of my life. Help me to feel good about being alive. Come on. He, he, he fell down on his knees, and the father comes running. My son was lost and he's found. Amen. And he turns and he looks at his son. And the son's like, Dad, I'm sorry. I've sinned against God and you. And, and I'm not worthy to be called your son. Uh, I, I'll just be one of the servants. But I, I don't know what else to do. I don't have any place else to go. Right? The father don't even listen to what he's saying. He turns to the servants. He says, go get a robe. Get a robe. We wear where we've been. Come on, we wear what we've done. When I eat a cheeseburger, I get ketchup on my shirt. Man, anybody that knows me, I'm more concerned about the cheeseburger than I am about the shirt. I mean, no, that's how we operate. We're more concerned about what we're consuming than the damage that it's doing. Amen. He's wearing where he's been. But the father said, bring me a robe, a new robe. Amen. Because there's something you got to learn about the father. You can't come back to his house and continue to be what you were in the far country. Come on, you can't come back and continue to wear what you were wearing there. Amen. It's not acceptable because you're now you're not one of the world's children. You're one of God's children. Come on. And so he's going to he's going to change your garment. son (laughs) amen you see you step back under the under the, the the father's roof under his care under his authority under his instruction come on amen he's willing to wash away where you've been He's willing to do away with where you've been if you're willing to let it go. Come on, somebody. You can't. uh, Too many of us are living in the Father's house wearing the old garment. You can't live in the Father's house and wear the old garment. Come on. You got to take that off. Amen. You got to leave it. You got to step away from that. You got to be willing to put on what God defines you as. Come on. You got to be willing to take off where you've been, the mistakes you've made, all the wasting and and the emptiness that you felt there. You got to be willing to let go of that and not let that dictate your future and let God reclothe you and put something on you. He wants to define your life based on who you 
you are in his eyes. You're no longer a child of what you've done. You are a child of God. And God's children have the best. And God's children are treated with the best. He's not going to let you suffer with the world. He's going to protect you with the definition of who you are. Come on. He's a child of God. Amen. Stand up there on the platform so everybody can see you. Sometimes it stinks being the pastor's son. Nobody's desiring to be in his place right now, probably. But you take it with grace. I love you, man. One of these days you'll be doing this to your son. And you'll be enjoying it. Having an awesome time doing it. Just don't call grandpa out of the out of the congregation. Child of God. He clothed him. Amen. What I wanted to preach this morning, not, not just where he had been, but where he had come back to. Amen. Because, because it's not really about where you've been. Amen. Every one of us have wasted. Man, we, we, we look at the prodigal son and we think, man, he's, he, what an idiot. Am I allowed to say that in the microphone? He shouldn't have done that. What was he thinking? We can look at his life and different characteristics of his life, and it looks just like some of ours. Amen. If it had not been for the grace of God and where he brought us from, I wouldn't be standing behind this pulpit this morning preaching the gospel if he didn't, if he didn't feel uh Un imperfect people. Amen. If he didn't use imperfect people, I wouldn't be here today. Amen. I am a product of the mercy and the grace of God who's a prodigal who came home and he said, you know what? You're not where you were. You're where who God say you are. You're my child with my purpose. And when he clothed him, it was more than just covering him. It was covering him. It covered where he'd been and what he'd done and nobody could see any of that dirt that was in his life. But it defined him. It defined him as the father's child. Amen. How many know that we are heirs to God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ? We have an inheritance in the heavens. We have an inheritance to God in everything that is. Amen. It's more than just covering. It's for your future. How many know that when he covered him, all of a sudden he stepped back into what he'd stepped out of? The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance, the Bible says. Amen. God don't change his mind. Somebody say, God don't change his mind. You may have to go through some things that, that uh, changes your mind. And, and, and if, you're, if you, if you want to continue to step outside of God's will, you'll get to that place. Amen. He don't want us to go through pain. But it was the pain and the suffering that brought the realization and the revelation of where he belonged. Amen. Some of us have stepped back into the house. But, but we're yet to let the Lord clothe us with his robe. Amen. You're not wearing clothing that's suitable for the house of God. The house of the Father. Now, I'm not talking about natural clothes. 
I'm talking about the robe of righteousness purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. How many know he said when you're buried with him in baptism, you're buried into his death, that when you're raised, you're raised to walk in newness of life. Amen. Covered with the blood of Jesus Christ that's able to cleanse us from all sin. Filled with the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost, which has attached to it the purpose and the will of God for your life. Amen. God's gotten more for you, I believe, than what you're allowing Him to pour into you. And God sent me here this morning to let you know that you're home now. Come on, you're home now. You're home now. Amen. How about, how about making plans to stay? Come on, you're home now. How about, how about just stepping underneath that robe that God wants to put on you as his child? And, and he said, he, bring me a ring for his finger. Amen. That ring for his finger represented uh, the authority of the king or the father. You know, back then they would, they, they, would, they would write notes and letters and correspondence and they would seal it with wax. And they would put the imprint of their ring in the wax. Amen. It was a representation of this is, this is coming from the Christman household. Somebody say amen. And they look at it and they say, oh yeah, that's, that's Josh's. Right? It's, a, it's, a, it's significant in the fact that he's putting that authority back in his life. Amen. Where he's putting approval on his life. Come on, he's putting approval on him again. Amen. When he stepped out from underneath the father, uh, he, he left the ring at the house. Come on. But now that he's back, there's some authority that God wants to put back in your life. There's some conviction. How many know conviction is power? Amen. And any time that you have convictions out of the word of God and you say, somebody says, well, why don't you live this way? Or why don't you do that? Well, the Bible says that you're not supposed to do this. And so I live my life according to scripture. And any time you have conviction on the word of God, it gives you power in your life. Come on. It gives you power to dictate the will of God for your own life. Come on. How many know that God's word is protection and God's word is life? Once I get a word of God for my life. I live it out and there's power in it. There's conviction in it. There's authority in it. And as a preacher that has conviction, preaches the word. It carries authority over the people that hear. Come on somebody. Amen. I don't want some preacher preaching to me that lives just any way he wants to live and does whatever he wants to do. I want somebody with conviction. I want somebody with power. I want somebody that's holy, separated unto God, and that lives right. Somebody say amen. Stand with me. Put shoes on his feet. Amen. He put shoes on his feet. Has anybody ever walked a long ways with no shoes? What's that do to you? It hurts. It does. It hurts. For a while. It hurts for a while. 
But then, what happens? What do you develop on the bottom of your feet? You develop callus. And you can be walking a rough path and not even know it. And you get somebody that has don't walk outside in their bare feet and get them on the path that you're on, and they're like, how? I tried to walk out to the car the other night through the gravel. He said, hold on a minute. Let me put some shoes on your feet. And what those shoes are going to do is they're going to protect your feet so that your feet can heal. So that you can feel like you should feel. Come on. So that you can feel when you get on a rough road, a road that you should not be on, Nobody has to tell you. You feel it. And that has to be restored. Feelings got to be restored. Come on. The calluses have to go. I know people want to act like they're tough. I know we, we don't want to act like that we're hurting or that we got any feelings. But God wants you to have feelings. If you, if you can, you got to let him put them on your feet. Let him protect your path. Come on, the shoes, the gospel. Let me know that he said, beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel. Amen. The gospel is it's the word of God for our lives. It's more, it's protection against our path to our path, the path that God has for us. It's protection of where God wants us to go. Amen. And any time that we get off of the path, we can tell by the way it feels. Let me tell you why you need a church. Let me tell you why you need counsel. You need somebody in your life that you're accountable to. Because they can feel it. And you can't. Come on, God will restore feeling. Over a period of time, those shoes will do what they're supposed to do. And there will be a moment when you step off the path and you're like, ow! Yeah, that's how it should feel. Come on, somebody. How many want their feeling to be restored? I want some discernment in the path that I'm walking. Come on, I want the Lord to, to let me feel it. Amen. He wants to put some shoes on you that are going to restore the sensitivity to the Spirit of God that you should have. But it takes time. Come on, somebody, let me, let me preach to you this morning. These are things that we should be putting on. These are things that we should be allowing God to do. You're no longer in the hog pen. Amen. You weren't purposed for that. You're in the Father's house. It's time that you start acting like a child of God. Take off of the complex. Take off of the mistakes. Take off of everything that, that, that you've done and where you've been and the damage that it's caused. And begin to put on that robe of righteousness, that robe of healing. Allow God to begin to heal your heart. Heart, heal your spirit, heal your body, heal your mind, 
heal your emotions one step at a time. One step at a time. Elbow your neighbor and tell him one step at a time. Come on, why don't we step out of our pews and all of us come to the front this morning. Why don't we move as close as we can to the altar and lift our hands to the Lord and say, God, I want to put on everything that you're making available to me. I want to be the man or the woman that you have called me to be. I want to be, God, that vessel of honor that you have purposed, Lord. I'm not going to bring up my past anymore. Come on, I'm not going to bring up my own mistakes anymore. I'm not going to waller in self-pity any longer. I'm going to become what you have called me to be. Come on, move in here close. Come on, lift your hands right now and just begin to worship Him. God, I'm your child. Come on, you need to say it with your own mouth. I'm your child. I'm back home. Underneath your correction, underneath your instruction, underneath your authority, underneath your discipline, God, I submit myself right now. Come on, submit yourself to it. I submit myself to it, Lord. God, I'm your child, Lord. I proclaim it right now. I'm your child. I pray, God, that you would pour into my life those blessings that you have purposed, that anointing that you have set aside for me. My soul needs a friend, so I'll run to the Father again and again. I run to the Father, fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding, no reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend, so I'll Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.